Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is all gas, no brakes. My name is Jimmy, and I downloaded Waze because you can have Batman as the voice. My name is Jeff, and one time in high school, because I watched Jackass, I rode my bike directly into a fence thinking I could break through it or ride up it or something. Instead, my bike frame got crushed like a fucking accordion, and I told my dad I didn't know how it happened, so he'd buy me a new bike. Sorry, Jim. My name's Dan, and I like to cook slop. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. This is how unprepared Dan is <laughs> for the show. <laughs> we record six segments today. And uh, Dan just like microwaved this pile of slop and he kept calling it slop and he kept eating in the microphone two or three episodes before this. You probably heard him eating slop at some point. It's from today or next week, too. Yeah, I mean, slop is a gross name, but actually it tastes really good. It's just not like pretty looking. It's Mm, good. Yeah. Today I had Mexican slop. Sometimes I have Japanese slop. Sometimes I have Indian slop. Hmm. Okay. You do you, man. Yeah, it's good. Sure. If you guys I, want to find out my recipe for slop, hit me up on Twitter. We should make a cook with a slop. Yeah. Or oh just us gosh. taking do it. leftovers and throwing it into a Each Tupperware us, yeah. and putting it into a microwave. Slop is just like whatever you have in the fl- uh, refrigerator. The flagellate. Yeah. Oh. Mixed with like flavorings of some uh, cuisine. I could easily do a French slop, guys. It would be well, a challenge. I mean, I'm very curious as to what a French slop would be. The base would be like some it sort of like a, a beef dirty. and a red wine gravy. Okay, yeah. Makes lentils, sense. clearly, because you need yeah. that like starchiness. Yeah. Sometimes I do rice. We would do uh, lentils. Um, We would do some nice like turned potatoes. So wait, or you're making slop from scratch? Or are you just throwing your leftovers together? Some of it's leftovers. A lot of it are things that I have like dribs and drabs of in the refrigerator. Well, yeah, I mean, I okay, usually do guys, like I'll make fried rice with leftovers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so slop is like a fried rice, but sometimes I don't use rice. That's what makes it slop. Okay. Uh, it's things that you have to eat out of a bowl. Uh, okay. This this batch of slop was... What about a large mug? Yeah, sure. Okay. I like a large mug. I'm down. A Central Park style mug, you might say. Uh, so this was ground beef with like Mexican seasonings, like cumin, chili powder, stuff like that. We had some garlic. We had some onions. We had some acorn squash, um, some rice. Slop it up, baby. Slop it up. Some black beans. New t-shirt. Slop it up. (laughs) Wow. Talk me into slop, dude. I can do a whole episode on slop. It's delicious. It's just not fancy looking. A lot of times, if I need a little extra protein, I'll fry an egg and put it on top of that slop. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Top that slop with an egg. (laughs) Let's open a slop restaurant, and when people order it, you say, you want to top that slop? This is a perfect example of having a terrible fun fact that turns into something better. Like, one time Jimmy talked about making his bed, and it was a 10-minute beautiful tangent. You walk into the restaurant, it's called Slop. Yeah. So order one of your one of the slops off the menu. I'm your waiter. Oh, thank. Welcome to Slop. What can I get you today? My yeah, name's well, Dan. Uh, hi, Dan. Uh, I'm not going to tell you my name because I'm a customer. But I was <laughs> I was wondering. Um, I'm I'm trying to decide between these two slops: this uh, Italian slop or this uh, Uruguayan slop. 
<laughs> well, I could tell you. <clears throat> the, the, uh, I got is, a little slop. Is there going to be some phlegm in the slop? Is that one of the ingredients? No, I just came from eating some is that slop a, in the back. See, part of the benefit is slop is you eat oh, it on the okay. go. Yeah, I thought the phlegm was a binding. <clears throat> We're going to bring you the slop in a nice bowl with a, with a handle on it. Do you guys it? have large mugs? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all, I'll take my They're all in a mismatched mug. large mugs from like tourists. I don't jobs. want them to match, no. no. My wife and I will have So I mugs. recommend the Italian slop today. It's our special. No, what comes in it? Um, there's a little bit of breaded chicken that you would use for like a chicken parmesan. Right. Is it left like the, the breading isn't crunchy anymore? It's kind of soggy? No, it's soft, yeah. Oh, perfect. I love soft uh, bread. Uh, so we're going with that. We're going with some um fried mashed up spaghetti leftovers. Okay. That's, yeah. the, that's the base. And they're kind of like short because you bit into half of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I love short spaghetti. There's um <clears throat> some like uh shredded mozzarella, but it's from the bottom of the bag where they're all like just dust. It, yeah, it's kind of like clumps and just leftovers. Yeah. It's perfect. I I like when it doesn't melt. There wasn't quite perfectly. enough of that, so there's some cheddar cheese in there too for no reason. <laughs> you have to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I like that. And, uh, and can you also just get some fresh pinoli nuts on top? Yeah. Okay. Well, the follow-up question, so you're going to go with the Italian slop. Do you want to yes, do you want to top that slop? I would love to top that slop. What are my ops? Uh, <laughs> That's short for ops. Ops, <laughs> ops to top the slop. Uh, I mean, any top slop is going to be a fried egg. But then do you want to go with the Italian top slop? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I, I, need, I need to keep a it A fried egg region. with Tabasco sauce and uh, grated Parmesan cheese from the bottle with the green top. The yeah, shaker. Oh, so it's not actually Parmesan, right? No. It's just great value yeah. uh, Parmesan flavor. Yeah, so I'll we're going with Italian slop with Italian, Italian top I wanna, slop. Yeah, I want the Italian slop. Top the slop. My op is fake cheese. Yeah, nice. That's great. And my wife will have the same. Every week on the podcast, we do a little segment before we get into the big beefy part, uh, where we tell every who Dan's dancing right now. Shimmy Dan, they call me Big Beefy. <laughs> uh, where we tell each other in the audience something smaller that we've been talking ourselves into the last week. We don't want to do a whole episode on it. Uh, I feel like a broken record, but hey, every episode somebody's first. So if you haven't heard the show before, I need to explain it to you. Please tell me that you're talking yourself into slop. <laughs> no, just kidding. Go I'm on. a slop guy again. now. Uh, no, this week I've just been. Uh, I've been talking my wife into the Lord of the Rings saga. Oh, I've seen this on the yep. socials. She hasn't seen it before. Yeah. Local video stores reopened. They're doing curbside pickup. So I was like, let's get some Lord of the Rings, baby. You should have just called Dan's video store. We were like busy and like in the thing. I did. I'm going to be getting the Hobbit from you. So I don't have to drive yeah. back and forth. But they upped it. They doubled your rentals every time. So now I get two at a time. Uh, Dan, come on. Cool. He went into the mic. This is vile. First, you're talking about slop, and then you're <laughs> popping on Mike. You're doing a slop pop. I love how, like, early in this podcast, Dan was so like, oh, I don't want this to be IC3 again. I don't want to be burping. I don't want to be farting. I don't want to be talking he's, about sex he's stuff. He's blowing his boogers into this. He's picking sex topics for us to talk about. Sex topics? It's a comic book, yeah, guys. It was about sex, and it got me Talk about on. your videos. Yeah, so I got, I was like, you have to email them to order, and I was like, hey, do you have the first two Lord of the Rings Blu-ray? And they're like, we got it. So I went and picked it up. <laughs> Extended editions, too. I was like, yeah, yeah have to. So she's a huge Potterhead. Uh, what, is that what they're called? Yeah. Potter girls? 
whatever yeah, she, she's into pottery um but <laughs> i like that but she also hasn't seen good. a lot so recently potter i've talked about on the podcast we watched all the marvel universe movies we watched mm-hmm. all the star wars movies and then i was like you have two options we're gonna do both but which one do you want to do first <laughs> we can either watch you Lord, don't have any options. Lord of the rings and the hobbits which are six movies but they're very very long they're the or length of 12 movies. or all six terminator movies and she picked lord of the rings <laughs> so i was like all right let me go get these oh i'm sorry i need to interject yes have you heard of a of a podcast that is doing just this, which is supposed to be Newcomers? very good? It's called Feels Like the First Time. Nope. Who's in it? Uh, it's Joanna Robinson, who's uh, okay. I'm a fan of, and Kristen Russo, who hosts the Buffering cast. Well, Newcomers with Lauren Lapkiss and Nicole Byer, they did Star Wars kind of right before we started watching Star Wars, completely unrelated, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good timing. And as soon as we decided Lord of the Rings, Newcomers Lord of the Rings started. That's funny. Well, if you go to do Terminator and they haven't, feels like the first time just did Terminator. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, the extended editions, even on Blu-ray, I didn't know this because I don't own them, uh, are split by two discs. Yep. So we've been watching a disc a night just because like we're moving and we have a lot of stuff to do. And you um, have a life barely i mean we just hang it's like really nice outside and we're like let's watch movies and she just so i never know how she's gonna like something and like the first one she's her commentary is amazing by the way <laughs> like she hates mary she's just like, she can't stand him and she's just how does like, she feel about pippin uh, i don't think wait no Peregrim took. no she hates pippin she's oh, indifferent towards oh. mary yeah, she has no opinions on Mary yet. But Frodo, I was like, who do you hate more, Frodo or Luke? And she's like, oh, that's a hard one. Luke Skywalker, for those who don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just very funny with her commentary. She's like, oh, they're so mean to Gollum. And then we're like watching Return of the King. And she's like, oh, okay, I was wrong. I'm sorry. He's, he's not a nice guy. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been really good. And I haven't seen those movies since they came out on Blu-ray when we marathoned them. Yep. It's been, I, I used to watch them all the time after like i would come home from high school and just like put one on i'm surprised you don't own them Seems like i don't something own, you would own there's a lot of things i don't own just because i'm like oh i saw this recently i don't need to own it but now yeah. i want to like own that and like all this other stuff yeah so it's just been fun and, and i'm like oh i gotta go record today and she's like but hobbits because <laughs> you're like babe how do you think i'm getting them yeah so you gotta get I'm them getting it from danny's video we, store. we do have an hour and a half left of the second disc of return of the king because last night i was yeah. very tired oh you're about to get to the most touching part of all the movies yeah. the part that makes me cry all 20 endings yeah yeah walk, jimmy <laughs> even trees in this movie walk jimmy what have you been talking yourself into this week this week i have been talking myself into i'm looking it up because i don't remember <laughs> i was talking myself into because i was forced to waking up earlier because uh, i'm working work. Working the day shift again. What's your new sketch? Uh, new schedule is uh, because of COVID, we are still working on six and a half hour days. At least me and. Do you get paid for eight? Mm-hmm. What Dope. the hell? Yeah. Um, me and the uh, other dude who does my job have been working six and a half hours. What Everybody does that else... extra hour and a half do? Like, if you're in a room with somebody for six and a half hours, you either get it or you don't. Maybe they use it to like deep clean. Yeah. And then Jimmy's like, no. <laughs> when I was working in the night shift, I would like leave like four hours in, like because it's because we were like done. But um, yeah, I've been working the morning shift. I get in around ten thirty and I leave around five. Um, but technically my shift is eleven to uh five thirty, but. I get in a half hour early just to leave early and sit in traffic for an extra half hour. It's great. I feel that. Yeah. So I've been trying to wake up early. I mean, like 
it's beneficial because like for this podcast we have to wake up early to get over here and stuff you to you guys it's probably like whatever but it's a, it's usually a big deal for me because like i used to wake up around like 11 and that's when we're starting i took to two benadryls last night and i was still up at like seven my brain yeah. is just like time to get up dummy yeah. i feel bad for jimmy but for me like 10 is not early like i've already lived half a day already yeah like when we started recording at 11 today and i was like so dinner time yeah (laughs) i've already been up and like gone to an italian market and a farm market because i'm like a a middle-aged i packed like six boxes (laughs) that shower yeah i mean but i i have been because i woke up around like i think i woke up at like 7 30 and i was like i can stay in bed for another hour yeah i did um but uh yeah so just waking up early but it is beneficial i'm getting some stuff done tight 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 yeah Toy. it is what like it is who didn't go dan dan uh i've been talking myself into something for a little while it's been sort of on the back burner because some things were like i really wanted to talk about right away um i've been talking myself into what i will summarize as every stephen king thing <laughs> you have been reading a lot of Stephen King yeah. books so i'm not just reading every Stephen King book because i'm an obsessive compulsive completionist the- adaptation after reading the book yes very much so (laughs) i am i have started at the beginning with before you even go on Mm -hmm. have there been times where there's like a movie you've you liked for years you read the book you rewatch the movie and you're like this movie sucks no i haven't had that happen yet i'm still pretty early on i'm not a very fast reader you're going chronological i am oh my Mm. god um and i'm also like really trying hard to let go of some of my obsessive compulsive tendencies so a lot of the earlier Stephen King adaptations were not as popular and are hard to find. So Stephen King's first published novel, Salem's Lot. I read the book. I liked it a lot. I watched, uh, I paid money to rent the digital copy of the 1978 miniseries Salem's Lot, which was not that good. Um, And then I found out that there was a Rob Lowe starred miniseries that was made for like USA in like 1998 cool and is available nowhere and i was like <laughs> about to lose it i was about to completely lose not my even on shit. youtube i couldn't find it anywhere and I not was like, even the vhs tape on amazon marketplace i don't have a vhs player you should so i was like VCR. but then i just moved on so yeah wow. um yeah, so I I uh, I don't have it in front of me. You, but do I you have a like, spreadsheet with like everything planned out? No, I just you should. I, I don't need to because it takes me a while to read them. So whenever I'm ready to start a new book, I'll just go to Wikipedia, his bibliography, and just pull up. Is the it next complete? Thing. Are you reading like little things, like short stories? He's done too. Uh, he's collected his short stories. So when I get to them in the order, yes, I am. Mm, wow. I'm actually in the process of. Are the short story collections thematic or just chronological? They're just chronological. That's like, good. I like his that. collections. I like that a lot. Uh, so I'm reading Night Shift right now, which is his first collection of short stories. But I'm also concurrently listening to the audiobook of The Dead Zone, which is his next novel. Wasn't I'm, that a series? This is what I'm struggling with here, Jeff. Uh, so <laughs> He's gonna, now we're at a like the point. pilot was probably like an adaptation and everything else is probably different. So, so David Cronenberg did an adaptation that I'm really interested in seeing starring Christopher Walken of The Dead Zone. Um, which I will watch that. But then there was uh, like an early 2000s TV show loosely adapted from it that stars um, the nerdy Anthony kid from The Breakfast C. Club. Hall. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael, Michael Hall, C. which I Scott. don't have any interest in watching. So I think I'm going to skip that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it actually the pilot was like a made for TV movie. It was like a two hour pilot. So I might just watch that. 
But yeah, it's uh, Jim. He's so gonna so end far, up loving it. Enjoyable. We're gonna have to watch that shit for this podcast. <laughs> I swear. To so God. like, The Shining was an interesting one because The Shining is like one of my favorite Stephen King books, mm-hmm. and and the Kubrick adaptation is like one of my favorite adaptations of did you watch the uh, miniseries i did and yeah. that does not hold up yeah because sure. i remember liking that a lot because stephen king actually wrote the teleplay of this yeah. miniseries so it's like a real adaptation of the book but it's not a good adaptation like sometimes you can do everything that was in the book and it will be a horrible visualization how are you watching breaking bad and doing all of stephen (laughs) king and talk me into at the same time i don't have a life i don't have a life either but i still have no time for i would love to just sit down and tell you like what i'm also going to school full-time i'm in a band i work full-time adderall there's it's a lot (laughs) i'm watching like four other shows i just started watching big mouth like oh that's a good show yeah I watch YouTube all day. You know how I do it? (laughs) I don't have a wife. (laughs) She sleeps most of the time I'm home. Well, so do you, though. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Maybe that's why I can't do anything. Cool. You fellas know that I am a big YouTube boy. We fellas do know that. All y'all fellas know. Yeah, I am definitely a big YouTube guy, and I'm always looking out for the next big YouTube star. (laughs) um, (laughs) What if that was your TV show, the next big YouTube YouTube star? star, That would be really But it's only on television. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not allowed to show any YouTube clips. Yeah. So I was exposed to a new YouTube channel. New YouTube. How many um, followers it got? Subscribers? Uh, Thirty. I, I want to say they're over a million now, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, so okay, so that's not new. Because usually with you, you're like, uh, this is a YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. And you're like, they have 57 billion followers. Mm. Um, by the way, it could be new chronologically. Some people like start off and have millions of followers right away. That's yeah, true. that's true. Um, I think this is like a few years, maybe like a couple years old now. Sorry, Jeff, that was real bitchy for no reason. They yeah. have 1.2 million subscribers. I just looked it up because I'm Dan. Um, I found out about them because he was interviewed on the H3 podcast, which is something that I frequently listen to. Do they call it he? Like the reason E? No, that's not what it is. They should. Yeah. Um, it has to do with like initials and stuff. Not that Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, I found out about it because he got interviewed and I was like, oh, that sounds like an actually like really funny, like, um, uh, premise of a show. So it is called all gas, no breaks. And it is actually, I would say, it's pretty much a piece of journalism. Like, I wouldn't say, like, mm. it's it's really, like, journal, like, what we traditionally look at, like, as journalism. But I can't hear you over Dan's origami of a San Pellegrino lid. Wow. He's not paying attention at He's all to a word you're saying. It's not what we consider traditional journalism. Okay, well, it's getting picked up in the headphones, and we're trying to make a good podcast. Wow. He's making an eye patch with it. I'm about to go home. It's pretty good. All right, so... um. It has been described as it is essentially, um, oh shoot, what the hell is his name? Um, it is essentially the Eric Andre show, but everybody else is Eric Andre. Huh. So oh, and he's a straight man. He's the straight man, but he's going and interviewing real people. So wait, the whole cast is the gas, and he's the brakes. But if there's no brakes, who is he? Oh, I don't know. But uh, his name is Andrew Callahan. He is 23 years old. That's that depresses me extremely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm glad that this guy's successful and that he's funny, but I'm significantly older than him and I don't have that level of success. Yeah. So he's going around interviewing these people at like these big events. So like one of the first ones was um, Burning Man, which was pretty funny. I think that actually is one of his first videos. I would have to look it up. But um, 
Uh, he's just going around like interviewing these people. They're all whacked out because like it's Burning Man and people are just out there doing drugs and stuff. Yes. And like obviously this show started off being like a gag, like oh look at all these dumbass people. But like as the world has sort of sort of gone into crisis, like it's starting to become like a hard hitting piece of journalism, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because like later on he's interviewing people that are at like protests and riots and stuff and like talking about like why that's happening and. It's very like obviously there's some still some weird I was doing some weird stuff at those events. So none of like, it is scripted. No, nothing is scripted. Okay. Um, it is very unscripted, and I'm gonna be adding in a bunch of um, just a selection of the videos, and I think I'm gonna put in a few clips of that podcast to get sort of like context as to like what was going through his Take mind. Take us on a journey, baby. And, yeah, let's I'm, do it. So I'm excited about it. Um, I think interesting. Yeah, I don't. Neither of you guys have I any. Had no idea right? what it was. You put it on the list, and I was like. That's a gym thing. Yeah. I've watched like 10 or 15 episodes. Okay. Yeah. That's all there is. So like, that's another thing too. That's pretty nice about it is that it hasn't been on the air or it hasn't been on YouTube for that long. So I blasted through all of his videos and probably like three or four hours. So, um, I think it's going to be enjoyable. I think you guys are going to like it. Um, I'm better. It is. I'm wasting my time. It is very funny. Um, and I think it's just also fun to sort of go on, go on with this journey with this dude who like, it's kind of like just starting out and he's starting to become more popular and he also got um he also got picked up by absolutely which is uh tim and eric absolutely yeah uh which is tim and eric's um production company so it's gonna be exciting to see what he does with so his journey would you say is it bogus maybe because bill and ted is in the cultural Cultural light guys it's true so I'm making a playlist. I'm going to have you guys watch it. It's going to have some interviews and uh, has his interviews in there as well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild romp. I like it. Very excited. I'm excited. I'm like literally raising the roof. Dan, right the roof in Dan's studio is no longer connected to the four walls. I'm just it. raising it so much. That previously held all of its weight. It is floating away into space. The roof has been raised. See you guys in two weeks. Goodbye. All right, we're doing this. We're recording a podcast. We are. Yeah. How cool is that, guys? It's pretty How neat. cool are we? I love technology. technology. You bring that up every... I don't think we re- <laughs> really record yeah. them, but you say that at least every time we record. So good. It's good. It's just one of your things. All right, so we're just going to get into this playlist. Jimmy put together a relatively short yeah. uh, playlist. Get through it in a couple hours. So again, no exposure. Don't know what I'm going into. So I start watching his Burning Man video. Yeah. Uh, and then I said at the end... What's the point of this? He didn't do anything and didn't add anything. There's no point of view. This video just exists. <laughs> okay. It's there to make you laugh. It's an interesting take. Yeah, but this is my first impressions because like I didn't. He was interviewing people that weren't extremely funny. Like there's some kind of weird stuff, but I kind of felt bad laughing at them. I don't know. Well, it's that Borat thing. Like Jimmy compared this a lot to Eric Andre. Which oh, yeah. Borat. Certainly yeah. in the editing and stuff, I can see the Eric Andre comparison. Yeah, not but the, here. But the later the tactic. No, there's some in this, like mm. extreme close-ups and stuff. Uh, he does a thing. This is a sidebar, but he does a thing that I've only ever seen also on the Eric Andre show, which is uh extreme post-production zoom yeah. you know what yeah. i mean jim yeah. Yep. yeah yeah exactly so he's choosing in editing to zoom yes. in yeah rather than at the time of filming right which leads to this very weird grainy effect yeah which is funny yeah um but very much tonally this is reminiscent of 
Ali G, Borat, stuff That's like that. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Where he's uh, basically using his format to show the oddity of yeah, the people so, he's interviewing. Yeah, so I did get that later on eventually. I just didn't pick up on that yet. And, like, I don't know. I was thinking, like, I'm watching it for this guy, right? So, like, mm-hmm. this is the person. This is the character. But he didn't really say or do much of anything in this video. Yeah, that's the wrong way to look at this. Well, Maybe I changed over time, Dan. Okay. I realized right away, and then it was confirmed in the next clip. In the interview. Yeah, that um, he's basically trying to be a blank canvas. Yeah. Yes. And be non-judgmental but it was also to kind get of, people to be as weird as they possibly can It's also can kind be. of weird that there's no, like, intro or, like, any kind of structure to the clips. Like, even yeah. as a show. To me, it felt like, at first, it felt like when you're scrolling on Facebook and you watch a video because something's interesting, then it auto-loads the next one. Yeah. And it's just, like, a small portion of, like, a longer video that mm-hmm. exists somewhere else on the internet. And I was like, this is kind of weird because it's like, this is the video. This is the channel that's... I agree. That apparently, according to the H3 interview, went viral. And I was like, how the hell did that go viral? Well, because yeah. younger people than us don't care about yeah. that stuff. <laughs> they're just looking for... No, but truly, like, yeah. they're, they're yeah. looking for, like five minutes gratification exactly like the eric andre show has very similar stuff to this yeah but it's under the umbrella of the eric andre show so there's a format there's an intro um what i will say is um i he does one thing in here that i like but also uh it's kind of weird like he breaks he breaks like he laughs he did yeah uh when he's watching the woman have her breathing orgasm that was yeah that was that part was funny yeah so it's like one of those things like you see when someone laughs on snl like oh it's funny but also like you don't want it to hope happen too much because it'll ruin the whole thing uh so i thought that was a highlight i also loved when he was interviewing the guy who said that he took the greatest shit of his life on DMT. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was a great line. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jimmy did do uh, an interesting thing with his playlist where he put clips of interviews about the clip we just watched in between. Yeah. So I thought that was good. But like these H3 hosts, this is horrendous. They're so boring. Like this to me is the most confusing thing ever. Like, I'm glad you did this because it does add context yeah. to the videos we watched. But these two people are some of the most boring people ever. And like, I don't understand how people like that get successful or if maybe they were funny they or successful? entertaining. They're very successful. That's what That's I'm saying. Wrong. Dude, That's it blows. Wrong. It's like, I understand okay. why like Elvis Duran exists and I understand why there's a popularity. I don't think that it's funny, but I get it. They but are, this I don't get. Can I give my two yeah. cents about this, please? They are from a different YouTube channel. It, it was just called H3H3 Productions. This is their podcast. It's com- something completely different yeah, but like from the their pod- success. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what do they do that got them popular? Because this is the most boring shit. It's they not just boring. Things. It's bad. They do other things. It, that's They have this whole, like, uh, they had different things that they did on their other channel. Well, but. they're the worst. I, I don't like Yeah, them. this is like uh, when people make fun of podcasters. These are the type of people they're talking about. They're like, it's like they have good mics, but the content is absolute trash. Their interviews aren't great. I will agree with that. I'm not a huge. I, whenever there's an interview, I, I will typically what do skip they, them. I know we're going off on a side tangent here, but this it, is. It was so remarkably bad that we need to learn more about it. Like, yeah, like what, what? Maybe I can do What's it. on their main channel? I'm not doing that. There's no <laughs> fucking way. Sorry, Jim. Like he. That. He leaves 
way too long moments of dead air. He also has some serious facial. So tics. I did. I did Google yeah, it. He does he has, have Tourette's. He has Tourette's. So okay. I made some comments, and then I was like, "This can't be normal." No, I now figured I feel right like away that, that he has tics. Uh, she has a, a strangely obscure Eastern European accent, and she just she's, stares. She's like, and this, and is she adds the thing nothing when to it. It is like when you say an interview. Okay, she's from Israel. Oh um, no! But like, you could be from Israel and be entertaining. Yeah, she Gail was. Godot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natalie Portman, Jim. Okay, she I, in dudes' mouths like gushers. <laughs> I put these in there not to talk you into the H Street podcast. This is going off way more of a tangent than I wanted. To <laughs> I know do. it was just so much worse. It's than I expected. really bad. Okay, They're really. I bad. wish you had given us just one. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry I did this. The I fucked up. I fucked up, guys. I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry. Jim. Sorry, Jim. The Talladega like, Super Speedway. Let's move on, Dan. Yeah. Well, because we're coming back to the E3. I got notes. I E3. got so H3. many. It's H3. H3 is a program that I use oh, at work. Oh, boy. I already um, hate this episode. Can we just stop it? Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, these people are embarrassingly terrible and hilarious. But <laughs> that, yeah um but again so like the host adds nothing to this except for just being a window into this world which might be. be the point um i don't think he wants to add anything yeah it's just hard to pinpoint and then like i mean we can talk about the content of the video too but just as far as production goes the video ends mid-sentence that drives me crazy it absolutely because like even if it was like the best thing i've ever seen it just stops and like jimmy's a, a production guy i think that's yeah part of his style though but that wasn't i agree i i get why like eric andre and like the adult swim uh generation does that but it wasn't part of like a joke it just seemed like bad production no i think he's painting a picture of like the way i look at it is like imagine a window into like a batshit crazy cable yeah public access show yeah and it, where it's, it's like really done poorly and the fact that people are so weird is what makes it entertaining and it did it does have like a gonzo kind of feel of like early mtv weird yep. stuff and i can appreciate that but even with those or even like anything on like weird late night cable tv from the 90s there was always something like a glue that held things together right you're looking and for structure a, and there there's not here there's just like random things thrown up with no context yeah. explanations or anything that doesn't bother me as much okay um what i will say is um all right so he set this precedence in what we've seen so far and what he talked about in the h3 interviews which i can't remember one from the other i just sort of grouped them all together yeah the h3 interviews where he basically like says like hey i'm a, a blank canvas and i i'm <laughs> i'm using this to just let people be as weird as they can possibly be and that's the humor like the absurdity yeah. of the individual is the humor um so i think this is just another example of that uh, the people are so ridiculous. I mentioned like, but I, I mentioned the guy who is so hardcore for Trump. And then when he finds out that Bernie Sanders is going to legalize weed, he's like Bernie Sanders all the way. Yeah. <laughs> like literally like this is this, this is, is America. America. And this is uh this is why we're in the state we are. Yeah, a little bit. Don, Talking about America. Don Jr. Book Club. All right. So this was more of the same, but. It does have better and funnier editing. So this is when I started to notice. Yeah, he's starting to progress more, more of, of that, editor. like um, using production as part of the joke. Yeah. And part of the setup. And um, the first time I laughed in this whole entire playlist was when he asked Gilfoyle what her job was. And she said it was a senior advisor to the president. And he, he was and like, he really? Goes, what? 
<laughs> then she walks away and he asks how he could get that job. And that's what I want to see more of. Like, yeah. I want to see more of him doing that. Cause if that's the, who he is or the character he's playing, that's what I want to see. And the first yeah. two videos didn't have that. So I was struggling with finding out what the purpose was and why am I laughing at anything? Yeah. Or why I'm, should I? I'm hoping some more of that personality starts to come through with his, um, Tim and Eric, uh, deal sort of i don't know what he's going to be doing with them but yeah um, and then um and this video definitely exposes trumpers for who they are bigots oh yeah. and that's where like the thing with borat or ali g anything sasha Cohen, what he does is he has that character that sets up these situations and then he falls back and lets the situation present incriminate itself. themselves yeah basically. and that's what this video did really well because holy shit yeah for sure yeah uh, what do you like best about him? That he's racist, and then they literally edit it to play it again. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's very good. Uh, this has uh, maybe the worst kind of crazy person in it, which is the kind that um, on the surface comes off as uh, like well spoken. That woman who's like, I'm from the last slave city in the world, and not all slave yeah. masters were bad. Some Jesus, of us like yeah. slave Psychopath. masters, but. The first minute of her conversation, you're just like, oh, this is a religious fundamentalist. Yeah. And then she just goes down this rabbit hole, which is what he's good at, is just allowing people to bury themselves. Yeah. And just say crazy shit. And then uh, they mentioned in that E3 interview, which I couldn't stand, that all H3. racists love to rap. H3, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's so true because it's like this lady's like, I love rap, but like you're actually racist and you don't like where rap comes from. Right. Yeah. She just wants to literally, uh, when you talk about, um, I forgot the word, but when you take over like someone else's culture, mm-hmm. cultural appropriation, yeah, yeah. she's like a hundred percent appropriate because yeah, she doesn't even respect the culture. Yeah. That's a caricature of yeah. cultural appropriation. And then I like that in the follow-up H3 interview, um, they comment on the one thing I noticed that wasn't commented on the video and they're like, what about her husband? <laughs> yeah. Oh, his hair was great. His hair yeah. is very black. He's like I an Elvis impersonator yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was good. Then we get to the Flat Earth Conference. Yeah, this video was a lot better. So, Jimmy, did you put these videos in chronological order? Yes. All right. So you can definitely see the progression for sure. Because yeah. like, there's an actual intro, mm-hmm. and like, right. like Dan said, there's a lot of lot more like fast paced editing and funny cuts and stuff. And then he added to it by rapping like with that guy. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm like, yeah. So that. like, he's adding a lot to this, and it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. And and then you do like, there's so many. I, I know that flat earth people are weird, but like these people are, it went deeper than I thought they're it would. gone. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was that crazy. Yeah. I, well, cause when I listen to like paranormal or conspiracy theory podcasts and stuff, you hear some flat earthers and you're like, Oh yes, I'm going to be speaking at this convention. And I'm yeah. thinking it's more like a business thing. I've been to a lot of business conventions and gatherings and you know, you sit down in the room and people talk or like whatever. And it's pretty formal. This is psychotic. Yeah. Yo, what I want to know is what you do if you're like a regular person whose one thing that you believe in is flat Earth. Because everyone <laughs> yeah. there believes in everything. And shockingly, the they're all anti-Semitic. Was, yeah, they yeah. are. They really That was are. really interesting, like, too. Uh, all right, Jeff. Jimmy, I don't know if you've heard this, but we've heard on Howard Stern, uh, there's a guy who goes to a lot of these and interviews people, mm-hmm. uh, Wolfie, and he mm-hmm. went to a flat Earth convention. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Oh, and it's it's very similar. And they all get into anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah. And I thought, well, the type of person that believes something as crazy as that 
is yeah they think that jews run the world but it's weird that not all of them are racist but they're all anti-semitic and i I I think that's kind of the same thing it's bigotry yeah Yeah, but it's specific to this idea this the zionists are running the money but uh what i was gonna say is i sort of always thought that the the clips that we hear on howard stern were edited because he thinks it's ridiculous and funny how people are secretly Mm anti-semitic So I thought like, oh, they're just playing all the anti-Semitic stuff on the Howard Stern show. And then to see it in this was like, oh, my God, the number one thing that all these people have in common is this idea of like a Zionist global regime. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. Um, so in between these two videos, some of them do have bars, though. Better rappers yeah. at the Flat Earth Convention. <laughs> yeah. Then the than Talladega. The Trump. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, there was a video in between this where um, he talked about in the interview that you guys so hate. Um, he went to a furry convention. Yeah, and um, I was thinking about putting that in there, but in the interview, he said, "Yeah, I, that's the one video I kind of regret because I went in there going to make fun of them, and like their community is like really all about positivity and stuff." So he the didn't. One like, thing really I know about furry conventions because I had a roommate who was like dabbled in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He said that there's headless rooms, which mm-hmm. is where you go the to furries go to take their heads off to cool down. It's like super air conditioned, and I was like. That is so funny. And it's like, it's secretive because like you're supposed to be this character. So yeah. whatever yeah. happens in there stays in there. Like you don't give up the true identity of the people. Yeah. yeah. That's probably like the one time you leave character. You're like, what's yeah. up? Yeah. You got a uh, cigarette? Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought about putting that in there, but I didn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, yeah there I'll, was one I'll thing in it. an interview. He said that um, he recorded something, but decided, to, oh, and the looting. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get to the AVN Expo. Which I thought would be funny for you guys to watch. So this one is funny, but just just as a whole, like, I love porn. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I've watched it for a long time. I follow certain uh, performers on social media, and I cannot wrap my head around ever going to one of these things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just... So- There's certain kind of people. Well, yeah. the thing is, like, they say that it's for, like pornography and it and i'm sure it's for the industry but really it's like a creep convention yeah because in that one interview you see the guy feeling up her ass yeah and she's like no thanks no thank you no yeah and like that's the type of person that goes and i can't see that like yeah porn's great whatever just watch it by yourself so respect the so funny sidebar uh when we were younger and the internet was still in its fledgling stages yes uh sometimes friends would exchange pornography Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah is that because we got older or it's just like I don't know because it seemed like that was a common thing. Like oh, I think hey, it's, look, or the, it was harder to find. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the mm. the wasn't readily available. Exactly. Back then, it was like if you had something, you passed it yeah. on. Uh, so a friend of ours, I'm not going to name nice names. To know that you guys are to the same thing. Uh, Sorry, Jim. Yeah, no, like, not think about we that. always made that joke too. Uh, so a friend of ours uh, passed me uh, a movie at one point and uh, was like. Hey, just be really careful with it because it's autographed by some of the stars. Yeah. And I was like, what? Is that the Pirates one? Yeah. Yeah. And I was (laughs) like, what? And he's like, yeah. I went to like a signing and I could never think of this guy the same again because (laughs) the idea that you're going to stand in line and like pay money to get a signature is like so odd. Like I'm all for sex positivity. Yeah. If you like porn and you have a favorite porn star, cool. But for it to be that big of a part of your life. Yeah. Like, I don't even go to signings at Comic-Cons. Like, I'm not going to stand in line for a signature on a piece of paper. Right. So the idea that he was going to get some, like, woman who's, like, he just likes her boobs a lot to sign. Uh, it's just... Yeah. It's a whole convention worth of those people. There was... There's another video that is 
not on YouTube. Let's say it's on a certain hub of pornography <laughs> um, where he is interviewing so someone. So he uploaded it to, uh, okay, that's fine. He is interviewing somebody who is in the act of being. Um, Copulating. Yeah. Which is very funny, and I highly recommend watching that. So at some point. I did have a lot of laughs at this. Like I laughed out loud at the old guy that said he was twenty five, just because yeah. of, like the way that he said it was five, really dude. funny. Yeah. Um, and I laughed really hard at the Black King shrugging <laughs> when there was that so guy, good. and there was like the the so, the, the dub, sub the dom sub that brought them into their kink, which I'm also uncomfortable with when people bring others yeah. into their fantasies. Very uncomfortable, and especially like race play. Yeah, yep. race play is very strange, and a lot of like, especially interracial porn, is like subliminally. Yeah. And like what she was doing, although she tried to be like progressive and say, like, oh, no, it was total black not. men. She's 100 percent objectifying was like, hey, you're a black person. Yeah. Come over here and, then, and let yeah. me like make you a prop in my and then The host was like, how to make you feel is like, oh, I was awkward, uh, but, you know, they're having fun. <laughs> and then he just like looks at the cameras and shrugs. He's <laughs> like, this is so he's like eating a burger, too. It was yeah, great. that was super cringy when she was like, thank you, my black king. I was like, oh, my God. And yeah. I think the funniest part of this entire playlist was when he was talking to the cam model and she was on cam and then he like leaned over and he's like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Are you guys jerking it right now? <laughs> he was talking to them. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. Yeah, that was a funny video. Yeah. Um, from there, we get to not Florida Man 1, Florida Man 2. Florida Man 2. This is his second video. Yeah, I didn't understand this either and I didn't really think it was particularly funny. Really? Yeah, I thought it was just like, that's, I thought that's him, a weird um, guy. It's oh, kind of like it funny. It's kind of like in Jerry Springer when they just bring out trailer trash. Yeah. Like, thing oh, he, the, the super fast edit of him eating all the blunts. Oh, uh, so like funny. 21 in a row. And yeah. he's gagging and dry heaving in the middle. <laughs> the dry heaving was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, he had no teeth. Yeah. Oh, the whole situation was. That's for that was the main reason why I, I had to put that. In it was there. super funny that the microphone had protective covering when he was talking to that weird Joker guy. <laughs> yeah. Because like this is all relatively new. So most yeah, of the that's, content that's is when in it quarantine. started COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly added that and I added in the uh, H3 podcast highlight where he was talking about where that blunt apparently had way too much THC in it or something was in there. Yeah, he and was he like, got suspected up. the guy of like spraying chemicals on it or something. Yeah. And and then I like when one of the guys mentions Beavis and Butthead and he's like, oh, are those your friends? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was funny. Good. That's what I yeah. want to see more of in this. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we get to some, uh, I would say some uh, modern day politics and whatnot going on. We have the coronavirus lockdown protest. Yeah, this was another absolutely crazy psychotic. One. It's like, I, yeah, it's so weird that I wish that the Tea Party from 2007 was the primary <laughs> source of my anger now. <laughs> yeah, like the good old days. Like they've just gotten so absolutely ridiculously stupid, or they're just more brazen about it because they feel emboldened. Yeah, and they just like they buy up like any like talking point and just like vomit it into the public like dialogue. So like the guy was like. If it's if it means dismantling our economy, I'm happy to die. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. If you're so dead, weird. there's no economy for you. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, the guy was like, come over here and cough, cough in my me. mouth. He's like, yeah. I'm susceptible to all of this. I'm not afraid to die. Oh, that guy was like, oh, yeah. I'm immune deficient. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah. That whole situation was revolting. And also, like, again, he did a really good job of staying neutral and letting them bury themselves. Yeah, for a, sure. A lot of that, I'm sure, is creative editing. Yeah, but. definitely. Um, then we get to the Minneapolis protest. 
which I think is one of my favorite videos. This off one, yeah, this one was pretty interesting because this is what you don't see on the news. Like, you know, you hear yeah. stories, you see things on social media. This was his but, direct response to the George Floyd killing. Yeah, but this is this is a step back. It's it's kind of a step in between social media and the news, but it's more than just like a 30 second clip of like yeah. a brick being thrown. And he was walking <laughs> through the looting. And then this is where he said that he took he was interviewing people of looting and he thought it was good content but he doesn't want to incriminate anybody yeah and i was like i respect he, that that's why he blurred his face everywhere yeah. everyone's faces hot take yeah i hated this and the next one really uh because he has created a brand or a genre which mm-hmm. i like which is sort of like the theater of the absurd it's he's neutral <clears throat> and everyone he's talking to you're to expect is ridiculous mm. then all of a sudden he puts out two videos where i guess his modus operandi is not to paint them as ridiculous no it's just to report on it yeah yeah and that's where i started to get confused and totally I, it's I, a problem i know that jimmy said like oh it's kind of turned into this like weird thing but like the daily show for 20 years 25 years has been consistent with like how they do that and i know that they're professionals this guy's just a 23 year old kid but kid, oh my god, I'm so old. Uh, if he but, had just said, like, hey, normally like we do a lot of fun stuff, yeah. but this is so important, I want to just get there and show you what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think so that, like you, I think this is him showing his unbiased. I think this no, is just no, a it's, new way. It, it's not biased. But if it's he was not unbiased, it is still biased. biased. But I well. like that it's biased. Because he clearly has a point of view. He clearly is That's true. progressive. And the problem is it's it's still using the techniques that he used to portray ridiculousness i mean i think it could be used both ways he does too because there's moments in this that are clearly played for comedy he wants to be played he wants to be neutral and biased so he can still get into like conservative things to show show silly shit but he clearly isn't he clearly has a point of view and a lot of people do but dan is right so like i do like how he showed that part but dan is right in saying that like he does have a side and like there is no like I've been complaining about this whole time. There's no intro. There's no explanation. It's just out of context stuff. So you don't know his motivations. I spent like the first half of this video going like, does he think that the rioting is ridiculous? Oh, I didn't think. That no, I don't think he does. I think that, I, I know he doesn't either. Yeah. But the fact that I had to question that is a problem for his format. Yeah. I, also, I there are moments, whether you want to believe this or not, that I truly believe he was like he was laughing at them, not with them. Like I'm sure there's like funny things that happen or like because there's some people he interviews that are like very well spoken, like even the guy if they're not the like end. super educated. The guy at the end, yeah, they're like yeah. passionate and they're like saying like this is why this is happening. But then there's other people that say like really dumb stuff, and he highlights that too, or like the moment where like the guy holds up a sign that says everything must go. Like that's played for a laugh. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a really interesting look at it, but I don't know. I didn't think that at all. What was the last video? I just had a problem. I wish he like sort of like gave these videos another name or mm. something. This was the Seattle protests, which was very similar. Minneapolis, in... not Seattle. No, the last one. Oh, Jeff Portland. Said. Portland. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was Seattle. Portland. So, yeah, same type of idea. Um, this one was more about the on the ground versus the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really powerful. And he does a really good job. Like, this is why it saddens me. Um I wish he almost launched another channel mm. because he does a really... I've never seen anyone reporting from the front lines like this. No. Like, sure, there's cell phone footage. Yeah, that's, yeah. W- that's what I was saying, too. And the news is too far away, and they don't want to get really into that. Yeah, but he has, like, 
really good quality uh, production. He's experienced. He knows what he's doing. And he's like right there, not afraid to get tear gas shot with rubber bullets. So that's like really powerful. I just uh, it's almost like as if uh, we watched nine seasons of Seinfeld and then in season 10, a really serious. Yeah, exactly. I get that. But I. It's weird that he does call this all gas, no breaks, because it should just be Andrew Callahan. It should just be like his brand. Well, not necessarily brand, but showing that he could have that diversity. Right. But just give it another name, like fuel yeah. on the fire or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't bother me because I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little bit more in tune with. I mean, we're the pretty much the same age. So, like, I, I sort of see where he's going with this and showing that he has different diversity and he 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 can be in like two different modes kind of, but right. Well, I mean, and I don't want to like drive this point home too hard because it is a little bit of a cliche, but there is a generational divide with people who grew up on the internet and grew up on YouTube. Yeah. The way you're able to consume media is much like faster and on like the balls of your feet. Like, like Jeff is, is sort of saying what I'm saying, which is that without a format and like a frame to put this into, like we equate it as with TV, movies, things yeah. like that. And I mean, I'm all about meme culture, baby. I love memes. Yeah, but we're still adapting to it. It doesn't come natural. I think it does. I think we were we're like in the tail end of. I I think so. But it's just that I've seen so many videos on YouTube and things like that. Like it does feel like. I think it's more of an anger that he's successful, where it seems lazy. I think that's I don't my think it's problem. Lazy. I think he's got. Mm. I think there's the, an art the, to the, it. The editing. Seems I think lazy it's lazy to me. The problem I have with these last two videos doesn't have to do with um, the production or the skill or anything like that. It's, it's the, the tone choice. Change. Yeah, it's the choice that he ma- made to include it with these other videos that are similar tonally, like the way he's presented them mm. is similar. But he wants the opposite effect. So he's told you through. I don't all these think other they're videos, similar tonally at all. The way he is, I mean, his oh. tone as his, as a presenter, he's very similar in these. Mm. He asks a basic unjudgmental question, but he's told us through all these prior videos, I'm neutral and the people I talk to are ridiculous. And now mm. all of a sudden we're supposed to switch and see that he's neutral and the people that he's talking to are like in the right. I found it crazy that a lot of people knew who he was. Yeah, he's popular. Yeah, he's very know. popular. We're out of it, Jeff. I'm out of it, Dan. I'm 35 and I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> yep. Well, um, a lot more hot takes than I was expecting. <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting uh, conversation that we're having. But um, do you guys have any overall thoughts or you think you got them all out already? I think I got pretty much all of them out. I have things it's to say It's easy afterwards. to consume. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, you did mention that. There's not a lot of videos. They're pretty short. Like, yeah, you guys I, already I was watched, telling like, you, three quarters of everything he's done. I, I watched everything on one and a half speed super quick. Yeah. Yeah, I have some things to say after you ask the question. All right. Final push. This seems like it's very much in its infancy. It seems like he's going to be doing a whole lot of different things. Um, yeah, you guys do look at this as like, oh, everybody's ridiculous. He's being neutral. I think there's a lot more to it than that. I think that he's definitely starting off sort of like looking into different directions of what he wants to do. The absolutely um, uh, deal uh, deal that went on between the two of those parties, I think would be really interesting. I'm very interested in seeing what he's going to be doing from there. Um, I think it is a lot of like really hard hitting journalism towards the end. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a tone change, but 
I think looking at it from like, yeah, it's it's a show called All Gas No Breaks, but I'm looking at it as a channel instead of a show, I guess. Whereas like, yeah, well, that's you can, you hard can have... to do because even in the format of YouTube, yeah, he's not presenting it in something presentable. Because if that's the channel, then there should be like Dan said, divisions. A different like, show. Here's all gas, no breaks. Here's fuel to the fire, whatever bullshit name right. you made up, or it could be anything where they have different things and do things a little bit differently. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that'll but, happen because it's new. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like you said, maybe it's just presentation needs to change. Maybe he will change it uh, eventually. Who knows what he's going to do? But like I said, it's fairly new, very consumable. Um, I mean, it's it's a bias that all three of us are like sort of leaning into. Like, like yeah, you do want to watch something that is sort of like in your own political divide, but yeah, um, and you agree with it, but yeah. But I, I will mean, say, I also don't think that there's really. Maybe I'm just way out of the loop, but I try to keep my ear to the ground. And I there's a lot of stuff like this on the left, quote unquote. Yeah, that shows the idiocy of the right in a funny manner but i don't think the right has a version of that for because there's us. not as much there is like people like, they everywhere can certainly like interview people at like aoc rallies and like laugh about right. there's a couple smaller ones that i've seen and like, like they, tucker carlson show is is but i mean like, like social media like, like shapiro yeah yeah there's like some girl that is attractive that does it and she's popular because she's attractive but she's like not really witty or like, funny yeah. about it they want free health care for all <laughs> yeah. that's ridiculous all right yeah. jim let's get this show on the road all right dan and jeff did i talk you into all gas no breaks no, no. Yeah. wow it interesting. was it's barely you a said yes. no um, this, I didn't, I was like a no or a I don't know this whole time, but like, I get it. I didn't hate it. Will I continue watching more? Probably not. But if like something comes up, it's like um, two minutes of my time. It's a super duper soft. It's basically like, I almost didn't even want to give an answer. Kind of like, it's kind of how I feel. I yeah. almost had an asterisk. Like, let me just jump in. And yeah, say me too. It. Like, I, I don't really know how to feel about it. I'm a no, but I will reassess and check out the TV show. Okay. Because I think if it is going to be, if, I don't know if it's going to be a TV. Well, show. whatever it is, yeah. I imagine they're going to force it into some sort of a frame. Yeah. Just because even, even Eric Andre or Tim and Eric, exactly. who, like, I'm not a huge fan of like, I'm not a huge fan of Tim and Eric. Eric Andre is funnier. Um, but like, there's still something. Exactly. It's something there that you know. What I you're will getting. definitely give that a try. Okay. Um, because I thought his funny stuff was funny. I just didn't like the tonal shift. Yeah, like, I think I decided as you asked the question. I really had no idea. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe it's we'll have to do a form. mini episode for uh, whatever Maybe, the uh, whatever absolutely thing out. is. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I thought you guys were going to be really into it. I thought it was really funny. Um, I thought the tonal shift, I think, was apt, especially in the times that we're in. I liked both of them, just not under the same umbrella. Yeah, I mean, I already talked about every That's time I laughed That's a weird thing to say loud. no about, though. Like, yeah, I like them both, but no. I, I, I don't know. know. It just pissed me off watching That's it. That's weird. You know what's funny about Dan? He has very, very intense opinions about YouTube. <laughs> he does, yeah. Oh. It's just different. It's not what I grew up with. <laughs> Some things I like a lot, though. You know what? I didn't grow up with gout. <laughs> you don't but like it either. It. 
I, it's who I am. <laughs> Some of the things that I've been talked to on YouTube, I still follow regularly, though. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, well, next episode, Dan's going to try to talk you into not four minute clips on YouTube, but hour long episodes of prestige television. I'm just going to say no about it. Now, it's crazy to... how far the range of like filmed entertainment can be, because this is <laughs> yeah. pretty much the opposite of all gas, no breaks. <laughs> Guys, I'm talking you into Mad Men. The prestige TV series from AMC. I'm helping. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jeff's there too. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to have you watch five episodes. They'll be in the show notes. We're going to get into it next time. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can people find the podcast online? They can find them at Talk Me Into, Talk Me Into on Facebook. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com. Send us an email. I don't know. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Come on, man. Jeff, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. Jeff with five Fs. The number, number 27. 27. Dan. You can find me on Twitter under the name Danny underscore Breakdown. And you can find my band on Instagram under the name Old Dogs. That's O-L-D-E underscore D-O-G-S. Uh, we're on Spotify, all that good stuff. Check us out. Between now and then, I want you guys to keep listening to this podcast. Check us out on Patreon.com as well. But Jimmy, yeah, wrap it up. All right. You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-E-V-A-F-I-T-C-H, being way less successful than Andrew Callahan. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he's two years younger than me. It's great. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? I'm actually glad that Dan said no because now our ratio is like getting oh closer. Oh, <laughs> dork! I'm just gonna say yes to things I hate now. <laughs>